and welcome back to What Should We Watch with K&E. I'm K. And I'm E. And together we take turns picking movies. We sit down, we watch them, pop some popcorn, pop open a bottle of wine, and then we do what everybody does. Debate them, quiz each other, and overall just discuss the movie. Have a grand old time. I don't know if it's grand, but it's... It's something. We want to thank you all for checking us out and for everyone who is checking into our Twitter and Instagram, Facebook accounts and answering all of our questions, interacting with our posts. We're having a lot of fun with you and we hope you're having as much fun with us. So we just want to thank you. And of course, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star review on any of those podcast streaming services that you may be tuning in with. So last week, it was my pick, and we did Dirty Dancing, and then this week is Kay's pick, and we are going to sit down and watch Back to the Future. Oh yeah, my favorite. One of my favorites. You know how you make lists of movies, and you mm -hmm. can't decide what your very top favorite movie is? Kind of like when your parents say they don't have favorite children, but we really know they do. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> that's obvious. But, like, this is definitely in my top five. Okay. So we're gonna sit down and watch this movie here, which I've watched many a times over. Have you seen it a bunch of times? I, I know I've watched it with you at least once before. I have not seen it a bunch of times, but I've watched it. So let's add on to my small count and see if I can catch up to yours. Yeah, this this movie was something I watched all the time as a kid. You didn't I have probably can't. Yeah, we didn't have cable. Um, we had plenty of VHSs though, but I can probably quote the whole movie. So let's hop into it, E. What do you say? Ah, oh, no time, but the present. <laughs> Let's go back to the future. Mm. All right, we're back from watching Back to the Future. Yeah. So, E, what do you think about it here? Well, I would say this movie is about a mad scientist who doesn't understand the benefits of conditioner, who's irresponsible with his inventions, thus leading to a teenager nearly disrupting the time-space continuum. With a lot of head trauma, assault, and um, near-death experiences that they brush off. And we'll come to that. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen the movie... I just... Yeah, I just told him what it was all about. That's basically it. Yeah, it's about a boy, Marty Hashtag McFly. Hashtag get leave-in conditioner. <laughs> it's about boy, Marty McFly, and his friend, Doc Brown, and they invent a time... Well, Doc Brown invents a time machine. Marty gets stuck going back to the year 1955 where he bumps into his parents. He gets them to fall in love with each other, thus creating himself. So Marty is playing God. So essentially, this whole story is about... Marty making sure his parents doink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it summarizes. So, but you had mentioned that, of course, you know, our kids were using DVDs. Um, but when he popped in the DVD, how the music in the intro. Yeah, the movie's music is made by Alan Silvestri, who is also the composer for The Avengers. It all Tied back. into our yeah. first podcast episode. If you haven't it checked it out yet, go check it out. I can see that. It's very epic. Both mm -hmm. are very epic. But you and I, I think at the same time, both mentioned that Michael J. Fox wasn't supposed to be the original Marty. Right. It was Eric Stoltz. Has he ever acted again in his life? Eric Stoltz? Yeah. I think he was one of those like teen actors in yeah. those days. I was supposed to be in a lot of different things, but I feel 
after that incident well, they happened, shot, it kind of fizzled out. They shot a lot of scenes, and they've recently leaked, and it's painfully, like, the chemistry is just not Yeah, there. they were not huge fans, and they, they pointed out that he just kind of didn't come off as funny. So, luckily, they found Michael J. Fox, who originally couldn't do it because he was filming, what's the TV show he was in? Oh, I can't remember. Not all in the family. But while you look up which TV show he's in, because you can't let it go, the opening sequence is this weird, like, Rube Goldberg machine where Doc has in his house, and it, well, it's not working because he hasn't been home, but it feeds the dog, and it turns on the coffee pot, and it turns the TV on. I need that machine. Can you imagine how nice that would be? It's like if you wake up, and then all of a sudden the kitchen machine turns on, and your coffee's made, our dog's food is poured out. Family ties. Family ties. There you go. Would you want a Doc morning machine? What? Would you want Doc's morning machine? Sorry, I was super focused. I know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very much so. Also, who leaves, I guess it was the 80s, but leaving a key under the doormat, come on. Yeah, that's not, that's not good practice right no, there. You will get robbed. That's why people can't leave keys under doormats. Way to go back to the future. Right. The uh, speaker that was in there, we're making a comment about how Marty... Had this tiny, teeny little guitar, but a really big speaker. He's so. compensating. A little metaphor. Also, right he turns everything. This is before Spinal Tap, or is it before? Like, <laughs> they've turned it to 10, not 11. And he gets shot back to the conveniently placed chair. He should be dead, at least not. He should be deaf. Yeah, sound waves, they can mess you up. I know. Where was the blood coming out of my ears? Is this question. I know. Instead He's... of being like, whoa, he should have been like, oh. I know. End movie. Scene. Back to the future. (laughs) Marty dead. (laughs) Also, what teenager gets up early to go play guitar at his friend, adult friend's house? Apparently you were never a boy teenager. Uh, Clearly not you. But it's funny because, you know, he finds out he's late because Doc calls him, but all the clocks go off and it says 8 o'clock and then you... But Doc asks on the phone, is that my clocks I hear? What do you mean if that's my clocks here? You have called your landline because it is the 80s. Kids, if you don't know what a landline is, look it up. Google it on your smartphone. It's your cell phone attached to this thing called a wire. On the wall. But he asks, is that my clocks? What do you mean? It's in your house. Jeez, I'll bleed. Can I tell you a quick story about the I'm late for school? Yeah. So (laughs) growing up, that was always a joke where we'd be sitting there and I would just look at them and say, I'm late for school. And we would end it with, dun, dun. Because that's how the music chimes in. Boy, boy, but you pointed out, moving quickly from that, this was just a walking commercial. Oh, yeah, like immediately in that segment where they were playing The Power of Love. And he's rushing to school. There were so many Burger King, Pepsi, what else? Zales was on the little uh, park bench. Um, Mountain Dew hat. Did you notice that? He was wearing a Mountain Dew hat. Uh, Toyota. The DeLorean, of course. He really wanted the yeah DeLorean. He's wearing DeLorean owes everything to this movie. They literally probably would not have had much of anything if it wasn't for this movie. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they struggled anyway, but I mean, at least they had this. Calvin Klein, the whole underwear scene. Oh yeah, of course. But you know what? I wonder if the reason why is it really product placement, or is this before products and companies started making you pay um, royalty fees? I think this was actually a discussion about this movie in particular because it was so chock full. And a lot of 80s movies are chock full of, of products. product placement. But this one's 
was heavy on Pepsi. There wasn't any Coke. It was Pepsi-free, yeah. Tab. And you can tell that they specifically had deals from those companies. And I remember in the early 90s-ish time frame, there was a lot of Back to the Future toys and mm-hmm. fun things at Burger King. So they must have made like a several year deal. Right. But can I just say the principal or the superintendent, whoever it is that catches Marty and what's his girlfriend's name? What is his girlfriend's name? Jennifer. Jennifer. When they're sneaking into late, a school late and he gets up in his grill and is calling him a slacker and saying he'll never amount to anything. And he's, no, I get like the, the whole point is we're supposed to feel bad for Marty and not like this guy, but there is no way in hell you'd be able to talk to a student like that now. Right? No. He was ruthless. Did you notice, too, the next scene? Do you know who was the guy who was telling the band, Mm -mm. you're too loud? No. That was Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis in the News. Who made the music, right? right? Well, he made the Back in Time. Yeah, he made the song Back in Time and also Power of Love. Nice. Also, when Jennifer and... It was just really random. But when Jennifer and Marty are sitting on the Zales bus bench... This is just like a straight shot of the Zales advertisement. That lady for the clock tower, they're raising money to... Like, she just comes up there mid-smooch and she's shaking the the coins out. Like, who does that? Nothing gets you in the mood like a lady screaming in your ear, save the clock tower. I know. Also, in the background of several of these, like, town shots, the 24-hour aerobic class. <laughs> yeah, that happened all the time in the 80s. Wherever you went, there, there was, was an aerobic always an class. aerobic class right behind you. Jane Fonda. Yeah. In the next scene, when they introduced Biff, Gosh. they wanted to make sure you knew that Biff he was, was a the bad, bad guy. guy. Yes. <laughs> it was like, how horrible could they make him? They're like, well, we only really have five minutes worth to put this huge character development or like character tropes. So they just made Biff say the most horrible things as quickly as possible, which sidebar, the actor who was Biff in all of the movies, he's like a stand-up where he sings about Back to the Future. Like, stop asking me about it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I have to look it up for you. There's got to be a lot of characters in movies like that where they play such an unlikable character that you almost feel bad that people would associate them but they i think they're just trying to establish or like or or maybe they got to the cutting room and they're like oh man we have to reshoot those scenes because they went too long um just biff be a horrible person in five minutes right and don't drink and drive kids oh uh, yeah he's talking about i spilled my beer when i wrecked your car because it had a blind spot all cars have blind spots right and i feel for my boy george right there he embodies everything that is me um oh, when God. he says i'm just not good at confrontations boy that is me but i feel like then the next scene was just setting up that his family is a bunch of losers when they go to dinner and his mom who took a page out of exposition billy from dirty dancing book where she points out to both marty and the audience exactly what they're going to need to know for the rest of the plot to kind of make sense oh about how how her and George met because he got hit by a car and then they went to the dance together and they kissed. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, Marty, which, you know what? I don't know about you, but did you ever ask your parents growing up how they met? Because I asked my parents from an early age. Number one, is this the first time she's ever told her children who were clearly uninterested? Mm-hmm. Or was this just a plot device? 
Well, I don't know, but I can tell you when I had that conversation with my parents, they were saying, Kevin, we need to talk. Um, we found you in a basket floating down, <laughs> floating the, down river. the river. That's another movie. <laughs> it's an epic tale. I fought alligators in that river. So once we leave the McFly family, we are introduced to Doc Brown. Marty meets him out at the mall parking lot there. Mm-hmm. And you get to meet one of my favorite characters, Einstein. Which they use him as the test dummy. Why did they have to put him in the DeLorean to time travel? Good question. Couldn't they just put the watch? Like, they have the stopwatches. Isn't that enough? You're risking that poor dog's life. Although, let's back it up. But when he backs it up and he opens, like, I get the dramatic effect of opening the DeLorean and all the fog and the steam or smoke coming out of it. Mm -hmm. But what exactly is Doc Brown breathing in is it plutonium exhaust oh yeah good point because the car runs on plutonium right which is radioactive yeah and i get like it's all lead lined but what are you breathing in right cool thing is is the remainder of your turds for the day come out looking like rave glow sticks (laughs) oh good (laughs) pretty cool it's a cool little fact but yeah good boy einstein there sits there tilts his head like "Mm, i good boy i do a good job and then time machine Sails off into the future, one minute in the future exactly, at 88 miles per hour. The license plate says, out of time. I always wanted that as a kid. I always wanted a DeLorean, too. You and 500 other people. Right. Did you notice that the van says 24-hour scientist? Like, that's his side gig. What if he's just one of those scientists that goes around to parties? (laughs) Yeah, or what if he did, like, scientist by day, DJ by night, or something on the side of the van. That would be great. Great Scott! Oh, yeah, and talking about going back in time to Jesus' birthday, and he puts in (laughs) December 25th, 0000. Happy birthday, Jesus! No! I went to stop in really quick. Lord. So, Marty ends up getting explained to how the DeLorean works. And Doc shows him the flux capacitor, which is my go-to sound smart tool. Little backup story. So I worked at Best Buy. And if you ever want to sound smart selling parts, you tell them about the flux capacitor and how good it is inside the computer. They'll be like, oh, oh yeah. 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 Try it out here. (laughs) And he talks about going back in time. And conveniently... He punches in the date November 5th, 1955, because that is the day in the past that Doc falls and has a traumatic head injury and comes up with the vision. Comes up with the concept of of time travel. Yeah, time travel. That's convenient because when Marty ends up going back in time, it just happens to spin him back at that time period. Mm -hmm. Um, Doc does mention about how he wants to go into the future and he says he'll have to bet on the World Series Man, for the next 25 years when he comes back. Makes so much money on the Cubs. Nobody saw that right. coming in 2016. Well, that's in the second movie. When we watch that movie, we'll talk about it more. Mm-hmm. But they were one year off, man, them Cubbies. One year mm-hmm. off. But they, they done it. They done it. But then he talks about going to the future. And another important plot point exposition that Doc is getting ready to go back. He's all excited. And he goes, wait a second. I forgot to bring a plutonium, whatever it is. Because it takes one serving of plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> one morsel. <laughs> one one portion of plutonium to get you there. And then he's like, I would have been stuck in the future. I need more plutonium. Which is important because then... <laughs> That's exactly what happens to your boy, Marty. Oh, no. 
So Marty does end up having to go back in time, but right before he does, he was being chased down by the Libyans, and poor Doc gets shot. Marty gets back in time by, like, luckily not getting shot because the Libyans' gun jams and the van jams. And there's only two of them. Two of them. They're supposedly terrorists that had hired Doc to make a bomb out of plutonium, and they were coming back to exact revenge in an old hippie Beatles Volkswagen Which I saw that Volkswagen again at the end of the movie. It was parked on the street. Uh, So are the the Libyans there at Marty's house about to kill his whole family, but he got away just in time? Yes, probably. But Marty does end up making it out of there and he crashes into a farm which we pointed out he crashes into this farm he crashes into the barn the light goes on and the upstairs window and then like five seconds the peabody's <laughs> well, find out. i wouldn't even say five seconds not like even five seconds. seconds later all of a sudden the peabody's our whole family is out the door they is a fast here <laughs> fast peabody's but of course he gets sent back to 1955 where five cent coffee Oh my gosh, you know how much coffee I could drink for five cents? <gasps> Beautiful. You'd be peeing all the time and <laughs> he would never sleep. Ever again. <laughs> my eyes would be wide open. <laughs> oh yeah, Davy Crockett on the jukebox. When I was a kid, I actually jammed out to Davy Crockett on my little, we had a little record player mm-hmm. and we had the Davy Crockett song and I used to be like, yes, my jam. You are <laughs> so, I can feel so, them. so precious. Did you ever have one of those 80s? life preservers no no i didn't i didn't have one of those we wanted vests and my mom got us like fleece vests for christmas now yeah we grew up in the north so a vest at christmas and i wore it in the dead of winter and i just thought it was stupid because my arms are cold right i i never got one myself too but just like the delorean really wanted one because of this movie thanks a lot Mm. and then marty goes into the phone booth does the cliche movie thing where you want to number in the phone book but you don't have anything to write it down on just rip out the page that's rude no no problems nobody else will ever want anybody else's number on that page so but that's where he sees his dad which of course they do the whole like mannerism they're sitting next to each yeah, other doing the same thing. and biff comes in and interrupts him and does the hey mcfly they both look which is the reoccurring thing throughout the mm-hmm. uh, three but movies why is one of duff's goons wearing 3d glasses duff What's his name? Biff. <laughs> Where did I get Duff? Duff Duckman. <laughs> I don't know. All right. For the remainder of the podcast, no, when we say the name I... Duff, we are referring to Biff. Okay, Biff. Let's see how long we can keep this All going. right. Let it go. So anyway, Jeez. Duff's henchman. Yeah. Why does one of his goons have 3D glasses on? Good question. Wouldn't <gasps> that cause like think, a ton of headaches? Do you think that's foreshadowing the second one because the Jaws thing is in 3D? Ooh, maybe. Easter egg. Easter. Oh, and speaking of Easter egg, did you see who else is one of his henchmen? No. One of Duff's henchmen? It's Billy freaking Zane. Who is that? You don't know who Billy Zane is? No. He's the bad dude from uh, Titanic. Okay. Maybe he's time traveler too. Yeah, it, I think it's all a setup for Titanic. <laughs> yes, time traveling conundrum as it is. You know, you meet Goldie Wilson in the. He's a busboy and he works at the diner that they're in. But when they're in the present, before in 1985. He, yeah, he's the mayor. So Marty was hey. like, he's like, I'm gonna go places. Da, 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 da. And Marty's like, you should become mayor. And then Goldie's like, yeah, I should become mayor. So the tri- time traveling conundrum number one. 
Marty, it really reads like Marty put that idea into Goldie's head. So, if Marty did not go back in time, would Goldie? Hmm. Same thing happens when he steals that skateboard during this chase scene. Yeah. Where did he just invent the skateboard? Or did he give the kid who he stole it from the idea to invent the skateboard? Right. They These things end up happening anyway. So did he change them? Then there's other things that he does change. So, yeah, what's up with time travel here? In other movies, they do point out this flaw of the time travel in mm-hmm. Back to the Future. In Endgame, you know, they, they mentioned something about it. How I mean, we're bogus. not talking Terminator level of confusing timelines. Yeah. But there's a few things which we'll get into a little bit later. Also, can we just comment about the fact that, well, this I think just sets up that this movie did not age well when it came to um, treatment of women. Because, ew, George is a peeping Tom. Which this sets everything into motion are in motion unmotioned unmotioning duff motion duff motion (laughs) because he falls out of the tree where he's initially supposed to get hit by the grandfather's car which is how they met but marty like dude pay attention you know how this is supposed to go yeah and when he gets hit by the car well even when i was young marty marty um pushes george out of the way so marty gets hit by the car now when he gets hit by the car and hits his head on the pavement, even when I was a kid, that scene mortified me. The, like, the sound his head makes on the pavement. He should have died there. Second time, <laughs> yeah. Marty should have died. We, we should have had, like, a counter of how many times <laughs> Marty was supposed to die in this movie here. Three. Yeah, at least three he times. He got shot at. Well, no, no, no. Like, not even, like, the might have died. Like, things that actually happened to him that he should have died right. from. Marty's invincible. You know what else he could have died from? Was his mother's thirst. Oh, <laughs> oh, that is that part makes me cringe. When he woke up, he's like, Mom, Mom, is that you? And he's talking to who he thinks is his mom in 1985, and he thought this was all a dream. And he wakes up, and here it's actually his mom in 1955 here. And his mama loves him. But after an awkward dinner with what would have been his grandparents and aunts and uncles, yeah. He finally tracks down Doc Brown. Yeah, he finds 1955 Doc Brown, who's working on his latest invention that doesn't work at all. Poor guy. And he starts talking to Marty, and he at first doesn't believe him that he's from the future when Mm -hmm. Marty starts telling him everything. Especially when he tells him Ronald Reagan's president. Yeah, that'd be the equivalent of somebody like 2019 here went back in time to like the early 2000s and said that... Donald Trump was going to be president, that person would have been like, Donald Trump? The you're fired guy? There's no way. Also, he doesn't, you point out that Doc doesn't age. Yeah. (laughs) Doc, well, Christopher Lloyd, the actor that plays him, the guy was in a lot of movies, Mm -hmm. a lot of kids' movies. He looks exactly the same then as he did later into like the 2000s. Even recently, he's starting to look a little aged now. A little aged He's still funny. He's still he still got it. But again, more head trauma because he that was the day that he slipped hanging a clock over the toilet and smacked his head on the porcelain and came up with the flux capacitor. Mm. I understand it was the 80s and the 50s and people did not understand concussion, but hashtag concussion awareness, people. <laughs> they, they're walking around with brain bleeds. Right. Poor Doc and Marty. Like, 
are going throughout this movie and there should be a timer to their imminent death. <laughs> I know. Because when Marty, you know, backing it up when he woke up with um, the thirst from Lorraine hanging over him, she said he slept for nine hours. Honey, no, he was concussed and under, like, in a coma for nine hours. Take him to the hospital, please. Oh my gosh. That should be an interesting episode if, like, a neurologist could assess the amount of yeah. brain damage they all have. <gasps> what if... My... What if... It, they really are all brain damaged and none of this happened and they're just in the loony bin. Oh. Or what if they are in a coma and dreaming all of this? There's a subplot alternate fiction. Maybe. But he ends up checking out with his dad because he needs to get him with his mom. Because the pictures, why? The picture, like in the picture, his siblings mm -hmm. are disappearing. And if they all disappear, I guess that means they're going to be entirely erased because that means no the parents ended up it. not getting together because exactly. he screwed up their chance meeting yeah so then marty's on a mission to get george with his mom mm -hmm. so fun little game that we've all played in our lives um <laughs> need to make my parents get together and have sex so i can exist yeah play that <laughs> game all the time i mean george he ain't got game he's a loser poor george mcfly and uh, soon after that here Marty and uh, Doc are trying to figure out some big event that they can get the two of them together. And he talks about, like, how did they first meet? And they're trying to come up with a plan. And that's when <laughs> Marty keeps saying the, man, this is heavy. That's a reoccurring tagline throughout Back to the Futures. Oh, because it was a line in the 80s, like, oh, this is heavy, This man. is heavy. And Doc keeps making reference to that. <laughs> At one point he says, are things so heavy in the future? Well, my answer to that is, yes, Doc Brown, things are heavy in the future. <laughs> we need you here. We need you here now. Mm -hmm. But when they're walking around, like, what should we do? Don't, don't you find it kind of funny that as they were saying that there was signs and posters and banners for the Enchanted Under the Sea dance all around them? I didn't were... notice that. How I did didn't you not notice that. They were everywhere. I didn't notice that. No. I think that was a, it's kind of a joke and it was purposeful, but mm -hmm. it's very obvious. And finally, Doc is like, look here, we, we have this opportunity. Because that's where they first kissed was at the dance. Mm -hmm. But also, this movie didn't, I don't know if I said this before, it did not age well because buff? <laughs> duff. Duff, yeah. <laughs> Biff. All right, come on, get it right. It's duff. Biff is like groping Lorraine in the cafeteria. Like, hashtag me too. Dear God. Since it started in the 80s, man. We could have made a ton of progress in this time. I know. But... Maybe I'd actually get paid enough. Right? It only gets worse from here. It only gets worse. Yeah. Like, we just set up that we started, like, peeping Tom to, like, groping, groping in, in public, which, cafeteria. like, nobody's yeah. stopping him. Ugh. But the other right, great line right. after that is when George continues to rock his sad game, and he says, you are my density. What a oh, noob. I mean my destiny. Oh, when he's trying to, like, finally pick up Lorraine. At yeah. The... And do you like how he has to muster his courage when he's like, milk, chocolate, slides down the counter. Dude, that scene solidifies me as a kid where I was like, I need to get some liquid courage. I'm not just going to get that 2%. Shoot, I'm going to go for that chocolate milk one day. I really want chocolate milk now. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, 
it worked. They they put the chocolate milk in the movie, and suddenly you desire it here. Uh, Next thing you want, you're you're gonna find yourself buying a DeLorean. Next thing you know, little do you know. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Amazon Prime. And then uh, when Duff walks into the diner, jukebox stop cliche. Yeah, and he does his little bit. Why? Like there there. There's a lot of things in this movie that are very cliche, but this was in the 80s when it was made, so it's more understandable doing that day. But when Duff chases Marty in the car, and Marty does that awesome thing where the skateboard goes underneath. Well, he invents the skateboard. Right. Right. (laughs) He's so cool. Um, But when he, like, dodges Duff and his friends. He was parkour before it was parkour. Yeah. Because maybe he he went into the future, into the present, and they raced his mind, and then he went back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the manure falls. Yeah, when he crashes into Shouldn't the Shouldn't they suffocate? Yeah, I I guess, like, uh-huh. in another movie, it gets a little bit deeper. <laughs> so at some point, at least he's going to get sepsis and die from that. So that's really what's Also, Marty comes back to find Doc watching the, v- the video recorder. Yeah. They didn't have video recorders like that. Well, they did, but not like the one that he had. How and did they certainly, plug it the TV? Right, and they certainly in the TVs didn't have the hookup for that. No, not at all. You did see a wire coming out of the... I When you pointed that out, I made sure to look, and there was a wire coming out from the TV but box. Still. But you didn't see where it went. But because think about the cam recorders in the 50s. You had the film. So how do you even know how to push play on something? Yeah, and the little RCA, the audio visual exactly. cable. Like, Marty didn't have that with him. Exactly. He just had the camera. So how in the world did they get that plugged in? Because you wouldn't need that cable for anything else in those days. Nope. So If you have the answer to that, please let us know. Message us here because we want to know. Was that possible in those days? No. No, it wasn't. All right, Kay, what do you say we take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors? Sounds good. I'm exhausted. Thoughtful, engaging, innovative, productive, and kind. Aspects all girls possess and have the ability to cultivate through the Joy Journal. The Joy Journal is designed for girls to discover their unique self through engaging and guided activities. Created by one of our favorite mother-daughter duos, This journal is filled with fun activities such as finding the music that matches your personality and making a vibrant vision board to help visualize your goals. Through the Joy Journal, that special person in your life will discover self-acceptance and self-love using this creative journal through kid-friendly illustrations and innovative activities. Right now, the creators of the Joy Journal are running a special promotion for our listeners. As our listeners, if you purchase one journal, they will donate a second journal to a program or school that serves young girls, allowing young girls and women the opportunity to use this amazing book as a tool for self-reflection and help them gain confidence and kindness as they live and grow. So pick one up for yourself or for that someone in your life that can use this journal to awaken the rock star within themselves. Even I, a grown man, well, kind of, find that this journal has helped me improve my confidence in myself and my skills. So check out their website and pick up a copy today at mindsempowered.com and type in the code WSWW at checkout to get a donated copy sent to a girl in need. Thanks! So Doc, when he is showing Marty 
his plan to get mm-hmm. him back to the future when the little car runs off the table and sets fire to the papers in the trash can. <laughs> that noise he makes, we we probably wore out our VHS how many times we played him going, <gasps> <laughs> No. With his glasses on, just very suddenly, <gasps> I did that a couple times when I dropped an oven mitt and did the <laughs> oven. <laughs> valid response but can we just talk about the fact that marty's plan to get george with his mother is to sexually assault lorraine yeah like this is just getting worse that is really gross. he said he's gonna like drive her off and george is gonna come out of the car and he's just gonna make her mad oh yeah great plan marty oh great he's gonna plan. assault his mother hashtag me too mm-hmm Going back to the fire lighting scene, I just wanted to talk about really quick about Doc's, <laughs> his looks, <laughs> when Lorraine comes in and is flirting with him. Doc's look of just wide-eyed, You, if you all can see me here right now, I'm very yeah, wide-eyed <laughs> looking at him. Doc does make a great wingman, I must or say. Or the worst here. wingman. So then we go forward, Doc and Marty end up, they're setting up the DeLorean and the, where the lightning is going to strike the clock tower. And Marty keeps talking about how he wants to explain something to Doc, but Doc doesn't want to hear it. So Marty ends up writing him a letter. And that scene shows something that continues through the rest of the trilogy, the relationship between Marty and Doc. And it's such a loving relationship. They're just friends. It's a high school boy and this old mad scientist. But I love that scene. It's really powerful when he writes that letter and he says, your friend Marty at the end. But then Marty goes on to the dance, and he finds himself with his mom in the car. Where he wants to assault her, mm-hmm. but then well, she assaults she, him. She turns things around. <laughs> she tag me too, him. And that's when Duff comes and pulls Duff. him out of the car. Biff. Well, that's when Lorraine says it's like kissing my brother. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, so then they take Marty away because Biff comes, and she's like, you're drunk. Like, that makes it better. I feel like the the script people were like, you know, let's just toss in the fact that Biff's drunk, so we don't feel too horrible about him assaulting her in a car. And then all of his goons drag Marty off and, like, let him do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! But, hey, he gets his. He gets Not his. Not soon enough. Lorraine bounces back from all this trauma, She though, does, because eventually George makes it out and stands up to Biff and knocks him out. It, I love the line that he says. He's just like, are you okay? Yeah, and then she's like, mm, I love you. <laughs> I think Lorraine needs to talk <laughs> to a hero. therapist because she just has this thing for, like, I don't know. She has been traumatized. Mm-hmm. And then even one more time before this is all over. When, At the dance. Yeah, the dance starts. Marty's up on stage playing the guitar because the guitarist hurt his hand trying to save Marty from Duff's henchmen. And Biff. um <laughs> No, it's Duff. Mm-hmm. We're sticking with it. Lorraine gets taken away by that cackling dude. He's like, scramby black. <laughs> he starts groping Lorraine too. Right, poor girl. It's like they had to fit that one more in. In a week, she's been assaulted like four times. Yeah. Gosh. Poor girl, poor girl. Um, but then that's when George steps in again. Like, what is she? They. I wonder if they're into some kinky yeah, stuff. Before George does step in. Stuff. Yeah, they are. Before George does step in, Marty is having a little bit of trouble up on the stage. He's playing 
Earth Angel up there strumming the guitar. Thinking that he made it all right, but they technically didn't seal the deal because they weren't kissed yet. Yeah, so before they kissed, Marty looks at the picture frame and he's starting to disappear. And he starts like kind of slumping over. I know, it looks like he's having a seizure or a stroke and right. nobody's concerned. Well, the piano player leans over to him and he's like, y'all right. <laughs> come on, we got we, we ain't gonna get paid if you don't finish. Yeah, come on, man. Get, get up. Stop, stop fooling around. But they... They, like, don't care. Like, he's he's lying there dying, like, I can't play. Yeah, but George finally steps in. Lorraine has self-esteem, self-worth issues, and they finally kiss. Like, they, she needs to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. But everything turns out okay. Then Marty, Marty rocks them hard. And invents rock and roll. No oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah. So, again, again, if he wasn't playing Johnny Be Good and it wasn't, they allude that it's Chuck Berry's cousin on the phone. Marvin Berry? So, seriously, did he invent rock and roll? But if he didn't go back in time, would that have happened? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So the last 20 minutes or so is just Murphy's Law, where if anything could go wrong, it goes wrong. Well, first, what happens? First, the wire becomes unplugged. and Because Doc, the tree branch falls on it. Doc runs up there. He's going to fix it. They bring the wire up. Marty gets the DeLorean out to... Because they only have seven minutes. Right. Marty gets the DeLorean out to where the starting line is, which Doc did not want to fool around to... He committed to that. He wrote, like, start here and... And that's when Marty is sitting there and he decides, I'm going to go back in time and warn him. I'm in a time machine. I can go back whenever I want. Ten minutes ought to do it. Marty, you had all the time in the world. (laughs) Huh? Was 10 minutes really? Yeah, but if he would have gone with? back too far, would he run into himself and then not gone back into the future? Give himself like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. But then he would have been there. He would never have gone back to the future. Yeah, he should have thought it out just a little bit more. Then there would have been, been two better. of him there. Yeah, but eh, you could run that risk. Oh, well. Also, Doc is clearly had to have gone up into the clock tower. He's on the face of the clock. And plugged it in the beginning, but now he's acting like it's the first time he's ever done it. Yeah. he's Like he's stumbling he's and he's scrambling. falling. And then the ledge give way and he's hanging on the hands of the clock, mm-hmm. which I really don't feel like they structurally would have supported his weight. And, it's... and, and then when the uh, other side of the cable comes unplugged, he just goes, <gasps> <laughs> You've been there in life, haven't you? <laughs> Where you're trying to fix something and then something else breaks. <laughs> when you stick your finger in the dam and another hole opens, <laughs> you're just like, <gasps> Murphy's Law. And then Marty can't start the car again because the DeLorean has the worst starter. I know, of course. But eventually, Doc slides down, hits his head again, more head trauma. Yes! <laughs> and he plugs it in as Marty comes zipping down. And the lightning hits. And the lightning hits, it shocks Doc. Who should be dead. He should be dead. He sits right up. He's fine to see Marty disappear with a trail of fire behind the car. And then Marty makes it back to the future. But then, remember, he went 10 minutes behind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he apparently missed his window. He missed the uh, Libyans killing Doc. And next thing you know, he got to see himself going to the future. So now he's the only marty there in that time period but he's sitting there crying and doc wakes up here he's wearing bulletproof vest he's fine because he read the letter that he supposedly threw away and 
he says another one of my favorite lines. I can't say it because there's a curse in it. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what it is. Do you really think I'd swear? <laughs> when he says to Marty, I figured, what the? Hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, of course, Marty gets home, and now his family is fabulous. Yeah, they're living living the good life here. Although... They're all, like, the brother seems to be, works in an office, and the sister works at, like, a boutique, but they all live at home still. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Yeah, it's a full house. And then Marty falls again. He faints. And finally, finally somebody asks him, did you hit your head? Clearly, maybe in the, the 80, like, that 1985, they were a little more advanced with concussion research. Mm-hmm. So Marty ends up going outside bumps into jennifer who he says you're a sight for sore eyes but little does he know it's not gonna be her anymore because come part two a new actress comes in so Mm -hmm. it makes things a little awkward but doc shows up in his 1915 um fashion which we all i i remember back in 2000 or not not 1915 2015 because he after marty came back to the future Doc decided to go to the future, and now he's coming back to the future. Mm-hmm. Or back to the past. Back to the past, because he mm-hmm. went 30 years? Yeah, he went 30 years yeah. into the future, to 2015. And he comes in wearing some crazy get-up. Mm-hmm. I did like his clear plastic tie. That was a nice tie. That is really cool. And Ronald McDonald's 80s. I remember when that was a cool thing to wear. Mm-hmm. And then he heads into the DeLorean, brings Marty and Jennifer, because they have to go fix something with their kids. Oh, God. They've got kids and they got problems. Whose kids don't have problems. Right. And then he says to Marty when Marty asks, hey, Doc, how are we going to get up to 88? There's not enough space on this road. The most quoted line. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. All right, Kay. So before we get into this week's edition of I Hate It When They Fight... We need to announce the winner from last week's I Hate It When They Fight. So I am the reigning champion from our Avengers debate. So tell me, Kay, what did our listeners decide? Am I the reigning hashtag and still always right champion? All right. I have the responses right here from the poll. And just as a reminder, our question was, what is the real love story in Dirty Dancing? Is it... Johnny and Mr. Houseman, which was my answer, or is it Lisa and Mr. Houseman, which was your answer? All right. And the winner of this week is... Give it to me. With a pretty solid lead in the responses was the couple of Lisa and Mr. Houseman, which makes... Reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed champion. E. All right, put that down before you hurt this something. That looks good on me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's see if you can retain. Let's get to fighting. All right. So for this week's movie, Back to the Future, with a movie that's filled with time travel, which always sparks the debate of the butterfly effect Mm -hmm. and how are things altered when we travel to time, we are debating 
What did Marty have the biggest impact on? The skateboard or the birth of rock and roll? Hmm. I wonder indeed. I do too. So we're each going to have 30 seconds to state our points. Two seconds to duke it out and then rebuttals. So Well, I sure hope we have more than two seconds. It's hard to say. (laughs) Um, So Kay, it is... Is it 30 seconds? So I get 30 seconds, yes. Oh, we don't have them. Okay. All right. On your mark, get set, go. All right. My response is, Marty changed time forever by inventing rock and roll. So at the Enchanted Under the Sea dance, Marty played Johnny B. Good when he was celebrating that he wasn't going to evaporate from existence. And he invented this form of music that nobody has ever heard before, and it changed everyone forever. And then Marvin Berry got his cousin, who everybody knows is Chuck Berry, on the telly and said, Hey, get new- look at the <laughs> I stumbled at the finish. I was trying to go nice and slow, so I didn't stall any time. And look what happened to me. All right. My turn. All right. Ready, defended. Hashtag instill. 30 seconds on the clock and go. Obviously, it's in the invention of the skateboard because in that moment, he breaks apart this kid's weird scooter thing, does this giant parkour skate park thing around Times Square and hands it back to the kid. And the kid's like, oh, what is this? It's a new toy. He invented not only a toy, but an industry and a subculture and a lot of resources for ER doctors. He changed the way children played and a whole counterculture. Tony Hawk wouldn't be here. A whole skater boy, skater boy. I don't know why. I just skater ever. boy, skater boy. <laughs> See you later, boy. <laughs> we wouldn't have that song. All right. So let's get to fighting. Two minutes on the clock starting now. Skateboard. Now, it can be skateboard because you know what? You perfectly put it at the end of your statement. The skater boy. What makes a skater boy? Rock and roll, baby. This train up. Mm -hmm. Rock and roll came from jazz, which would have happened irregardless of Marty McFly running back (laughs) into time. Crazy, awesome rock and roll style that is recognized as a Pete Thompson dance across the stage. So much going on in that musical genre from jazz from the African-American culture that rock and roll was bound to happen. Same thing with the skateboard because they had the thing with the pole. You don't know that So you don't know that rock and roll could have come out of that. He actually invented something that was brand new in that moment as Mm -hmm. opposed to just highlighting something that was already taking place at that time. It was on the cusp. What Johnny, what um, Chuck Berry did was bring it to the forefront. If he didn't, somebody else would did. But the skateboard was in existence back then. He was years ahead of the skateboard though. But what... Chuck Berry ahead of the skateboard. But what Chuck Berry made was the style of rock and roll that was emulated by so many rock and roll, especially guitarists, years into the future that made that rock look that nobody else had at the time. Chuck Berry was the first and only person to make it in the time, and then people like Elvis so Presley made five, it mainstream. Like, a two-pound white boy credit for making rock and roll? Chuck Berry would have made rock and roll without Bernie McFly. Well, Chuck Berry might but have been struggling entire, with some ideas, he made the entire but he industry helped of funnel that in. 
But ER doctors. Skateboards might never have come into mainstream fun toys if it wasn't for that thing. For him. That for him. makes the X Games awesome, which is rock and roll, nope, baby. Nope, nope. Rock and roll would have happened, but he invented the skateboard then and there. And that little boy went on to be Tony Hawk. But yes. the little boy on the other side of the phone ended up being Chuck Berry, so we love him. <laughs> I don't know why I started talking in third state. third person. We loves him. <laughs> Chuck Bells. We loves rock him. And roll credit to a two-pound white boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it was the skateboard. All right. Chuck so awesome. once again, stop the argument. <laughs> I can't let this go. Chuck we are done. Why not? <laughs> Let's let the people decide. Okay. The fate of our marriage. So... If you all would like to chime in, feel free to let us know. What do you think? Was it... What was the thing that Marty inspired most? Rock and roll or the skateboard? So we want to hear your response to that Um, question. Or if it's rock and roll. So you can fill out your answer on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast. Or you can go on to Instagram or Facebook and vote on our posts that we'll put up there at slash what should we watch podcast or you can just email us text us call us whatever you want we'll accept in any way possible but let us know and also if you have a different response to that just go ahead and throw that in there too we'd like to hear it we might mention you on the next podcast episode who knows all right so i'm really i think i look good with gold around my waist so i'm looking to keep it enjoy it while it lasts mm-hmm, we'll see <laughs> Okay, E, are you ready? I have my wine with me, so... It's that time again for... Were you paying attention? Cue that music. You have 11 questions. I'm going to need more wine. I only asked you seven. I'm upping the ante. I did very poorly last week, so my dignity... Ego is abused. Yeah, my ego is abused. All right, let me have them. got some toughies for you. Ready? All right. All right, first question. How much energy... Does the flux capacitor need to make time travel possible? 700 gigawatts? No, you're in the right 30? value. 30? Was 700 or 30 closer? 30 was closer. 15. 10. 3? Less. 8. 1? More. What? 2. Less. 3. I said 3. Yeah, less. 2.5. Less. Uh, no. Well, I said less than two, so two One. Uh, More. One and a half. Uh, <laughs> want me to give you the answer? Yes! The answer is 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. What did the homeless guy read do before Marty changed the timelines? What did the homeless guy... So Marty changed his life forever by changing the timeline. So the homeless guy wasn't homeless? Was he, he the wasn't mayor? Homeless. Was he the mayor in the nineteen fifty five? Yes, he was the mayor of Hill Valley. And he was running for reelection, but our our boy Goldie was running up against him here. Okay. So good job. Well done. You're welcome. Alright, next question. What is Marty's band's name? I have no idea. Yeah, you ain't gonna get this. You ain't gonna get this. Um, the answer is the Pinheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you, must have came to you. <laughs> when you glow into your 
stinking Kermit dance with your arms over your head, I'll read the answer. Good for you. I'm resourceful. You're resourceful. All right. Oh, this one's really hard. Okay. okay. What time does the lightning strike the clock tower? 10.07. Oh, you're so close. It's less than 10.07. 10 10 is it 10? It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 something. It's less than 10 seven. 03. 1002. 1005. 1006. 104. There you go. You need to come up with better hand signals. <laughs> All right. The DeLorean. Mm-hmm. It's made by the company DMC. Oh, no. What does that stand for? Designer Motor Car. Oh, you had the middle word right. Designated motor contraption. Think about what was the manufacturing <laughs> company that made the DeLorean? The DeLorean motor car? DeLorean motor car. Company. Company. Oh. I'm going to cut that one. All right, what is the name of the mall at the beginning of the movie? One Pine. Lone Pine. At the beginning of the movie. Two Pine. Two Pines Mall. That's right. Because the Peabody got one of his pines taken out by Marty. Do you remember what it was called at the end of the movie? One Pine. Lone Pine. Lone Pine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Marty ran over the one of his two pines. Mm -hmm. All right, this is a fun question. What's Doc's dog's name in 1955? Newton. Here, I'll give you multiple choice. <laughs> Is it A, Einstein, B, Copernicus, C, Newton, or D, Edison? Well, I said Newton, so I'm going to say Edison now. Was I right with Newton? No, it's no. Copernicus? <laughs> Copernicus. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. Good, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> All right, next question. Mm-hmm. What song is playing when Marty first walks into 1955's Hill Valley's downtown? The Davy Crockett song. Uh, Not into the diner when he first walks into the downtown. I don't know. Mr. Sandman, bring mm. me a tree. I was even watching that thinking I should remember, remember that. that. <laughs> what is the date... That Marty is trying to get back to. October 25th. So close. October 23rd. October 27th. October. 26th. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because right. remember. Okay. Here's the last question for the bonus question. I haven't gotten a single one. I've got one right. Don't worry. If you get the bonus question right, you got them all right. Oh, good. <laughs> I like all right. This. This one, this one's kind of fun. What planet does Marty say his version of Darth Vader, who uses Van Halen instead of the Force to interrogate his victims? Where is he from? Vulcan. Vulcan. That is correct. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I don't Okay. Bonus question. This is for all the pinochle. Ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I took a sip okay. of wine. What does... Doc say to Marty when he says this is heavy for the first time. Uh, are things heavier in the future? No, it's not. I was throwing you off during the peanut gallery. Are it's when he says it for the second time. Are things heavy in the future? Uh, 
Is gravity upset in the future? Uh, <laughs> is gravity real mad? <laughs> no. In your defense, he says it kind of quietly right before the scene changes. What does he say? All right, the answer is, wait, has nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got two right. You got two right? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, good, good try. Good try. You done good, kid. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. I'm just going to drink my wine. Okay, now that we're done with that fun, we're going to... I gonna... think that quiz was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be such a sour sour. I'll be sour if I want to. Speaking of being sour, mm -hmm. we're going to move into our review section mm -hmm. here. So, E, what do you think about this movie? I would give this movie a rating of tangible proof why hashtag me too is so important. My review for this movie is that it's something that really cooks. In the words of Marvin Barry. Oh boy. <laughs> well, now that we've sauntered past this movie, it's my turn. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea of what movie I want to pick, Kay? Does it have something to do with Back to the Future? No. It does go back in time. It does go back in time? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, E, let me ask you, mm -hmm. what are we watching next? We are watching Rocket Man. Oh, so we're going to the movies. We're going to the... You gotta have to take me out. Take... Oh, all right. Get y'all nice and dressed up, maybe some dinner and I'm some drink. get my hair did. So far, it has really good reviews from its first release, like 90% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. But I was reading into it that unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man is kind of a more movie musical so the songs are interlaced in as these fantasies of elton john but elton john oh, okay. you know there was some talk about since he's alive and it's a biopic that he's going to try to censor it which is quite the opposite of what i've been reading him saying in interviews the movie he was adamant that it carry a rated r rating because he didn't want to edit out his struggle with drugs and everything in his life. So he said there's no holds barred. Everything's on the table and you are in for the ride of your life. I mean, it's Elton John. Wow. How could Elton. it not be full of glitter sequence and cocaine? Ooh, I'm excited. I am too. I am <laughs> not for too. the cocaine. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us again this edition of What Should We Watch? Make sure to check out our instagram and facebook accounts here for some games and some questions that we'll be shooting your way you can find us at instagram and facebook.com at slash what should we watch podcast twitter at wsw watch podcast also don't forget like share and subscribe give us that five star love yeah baby. so let's go look at movie times for rocket man all right can we find a movie theater that has wine oh sure they're out there. I like doing somewhere. I also like the movie theaters with recliners because I'm so short I don't fit in the seats. Yeah. All right. Hashtag well, little people problems. We'll see you all next time if you are in our recording space. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Say bye to the people. Hi people. I'm not boring. <laughs> bye.